So first of all, I want to thank everyone for all of your participation. This is very meaningful, and not only with your practice, but also with your questions and with your support for us uh, financially. Some of you are able to do that. Some are not. Just do the best you can with it. You know what, what to do in that area. You know what you can, please do. If you can't, you know, please continue to participate in however you can to support us here at this monastery. This morning's uh, talk is not actually a talk. It's something that I quite often do, and it's called a Mountains and Rivers. We'll put the date there, so if it does end up on YouTube, someone could actually look at the date for that particular Mountains and Rivers. I think that was put on today, and this is the 10th. So Mountains and Rivers. So uh, I don't think I've done this in quite a number of months. But it's a good way to, to work with whatever's showing up in your mind stream with your practice ask question of someone, of this person who's spent quite a bit of time practicing. And so see if we can uh, get a response that is fundamentally helpful to your practice, but that does not get in the way of what you need to see. If someone is really close to me and I, and I happen to see what you need to see, which I don't do this with everyone, but with some people, I'm not saying I see it visually. I see it with everything. I, I, I see it all the time. And that's uh in partly due to, I spent a lot of time looking at this crazy person. Right now it's about half a century. I still don't know what the hell's going on. You can benefit from that. It's a different kind of knowing. <clears throat> the, the knowing I chased for 25 or 30 years, I still don't know. But the knowing, excuse me, the knowing that I received from my Teachers, I know that, and it's not. It has no. There's an object there, so that's all the bragging I'm going to do at this point. If you have a question, please. I'll do my best to help you. Shoto. Shoto bowing. Sometimes you'll refer to like the rock suit or the robe is blue. Um, yes. Once we receive both of those, is there a way to keep gluing ourselves to the practice? Yes, the simple way, the traditional way is just return to the the three jewels just, and do it with your body, do it ritually. In other words, it might be you just have a uh, an image of the Buddha, that might be it. You might have a, a, a book, a Dharma book, sometimes just laying a book on a table, there's a Dharma book there that represents the Buddha and the Dharma and the Sangha. And you, you just bow to that like so and you could say, I return to the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, or I, or I uh, take refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, or I take refuge in the Buddha, I take refuge in the Dharma, I take refuge in the Sangha. You could even say, I take refuge in the teacher. You could do that. So that, that is a way. And then the other one is to return to the Dharma by attending the book study that we've set up and has been going on for, I don't know, 10, 15 years, several times a week. Return that way. You're returning to the. You're actually doing it with the sangha, and then in our situation, then I come in the last few minutes, or sometimes the chazan comes in the last few minutes and responds to questions. So there you have all three of those are happening in that form. But then you can also just do it on on your own. More? Not quite yet. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Sano. So, what is the kind of participation? that is not supported 
What is the kind of participation that is not supportive? Mm -hmm. I might need to look, go to law school to figure that. Maybe, but you could help me with it. And I'll, I don't mean to be silly about it. I mean, I'm serious. Uh, what is it you want to know? Because I'm following the question and I could invent something conceptually, but I think there might be something deeper there we could look at. If I show up late or if I can't participate in person because of my various disabilities. Yes. Is that wrong? No, 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 no. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. No, it's just your intention. You never have to come here. You can be studying the Buddha's Dharma and and never never come here. Never have an interview with me. It still can be done. This is very different for if just that you're here is enough. If you're here and you're listening to this word or the next word, or you remember the words that were said five minutes ago, that's this. It's it's an, it, it is in its entirety right now all the time. But it's so different with each person because each of us have. Complicated uh, story, just the just the story in this particular appearance of consciousness we call a lifetime, whether it is one or not, I don't know. But we call that they're so different and they're very, very deep. They go back centuries. That's an understatement to say centuries. So for you to come, uh um, I'm just glad to see you. I'm glad that you're here. You're you're a student uh of mine, and uh so with anyone, someone who doesn't come. Um, we might check and see what's up or what's going on, so especially someone who lives in the on the monastery uh, campus grounds. We might see what's happening, but we're all adults apparently, and we uh, your sincerity about being here is pretty strong. And so, if if the conditions or the situation is such that you can't make it, the important thing here in our form is just to communicate. Say, I'm not not going to be there today or can't make it. You may want to add, I don't feel well. And uh, maybe something where you might not even include the story around it. Is that helpful? Thank you. Yes, sir. Scratching your ear or raising your hand? Scratching okay. my ear. Yes, sir. If we can't make it to a form, is there a way to engage in our life as a teaching? I'm thinking for me, like with Maya or with yeah. Nicole. Again, what, what do you want to know? I heard the question. I think the question is coming out of you responding that we can practice without being here. So I'm wondering what that practice looks like. Well, if you're a monk, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just saying if, if you've gone so far, and I push back when people want to ordain, even for Juga, I have pushed back some. I'm not going to stop you. If you want to, to want to do this, I want to help you. But I want to make sure it isn't just... Uh, uh, just there's something missing in it. If there's insincerity in it, like there was when I asked uh, Coben, he saw my insincerity, and he he came back at me right between my eyes. He saw it clearly, so he began teaching me the moment the moment I insincerely asked him to be my teacher. I didn't really want a teacher. I thought I was doing pretty well without another teacher. So I don't want to go on with my autobiography here. But I would like some elaboration on your question. The question that's coming up now is how do I make it to forms more? Just do the best you can. It's it's such a big situation. I know you're sincere. I have no doubts about your sincerity. Not at all. 
never have. And so, but I know that your particular, what's a polite way of referring to someone's karma, their wiring, is that good? I know that your particular mind structure, the way you work with anything, your job, your relationships with the teacher, with all that is quite a bit different than others. Not better, not worse, but it's just, just different. So the way you're going to show up here to the Sangha, they may be judging you or evaluating you. I may be judging you or evaluating you, but I, I can't, I don't see anything particularly hard. I don't see anything that I need to correct there other than to remind you, maybe, get here as much as you can. You're wearing robes. You've even been offered to, you know, put your robes on the shelf for a while. Isn't that true? Yeah. What did you say to that? No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, because you want to do this. I respect that. So, yeah, more about that. That's a good area. Anyone else in any direction at all? Any questions online? On Zoom? Any? Augie Bowing? Augie, go ahead. When you uh, when you talk about the five skandhas, you it seems like you always remind us that there's no self in the skandhas. I was yes. wondering what that what does that imply for like the, the third skanda perception? Does that mean perception without a self? Is that is that like uh, perception only? Yes. it's you could use it that way. Quite often, that particular skanda is called a, a more completely perception impulse. There's a perception, and there's some reaction to it so it's it's like it's without the impulse or with its uh the impulses included in the perception which is never another way of talking about perception only so there's a, there's a perception go ahead please you yeah could so could it be impulse only how would that apply to impulse then? probably not um it would just be perception impulse there's a, a uh, it's, it buys into the illusion of time. It's a before and an and, and after. And with, eventually those just start to collide and you see that the perception is the impulse and you don't do anything. Your hands are tied. There's there's no more. You have a further question. I'm looking at the the expression on your face and it looks like there's something else happening there. You want to share that with us? Uh, yeah, please. I'll give bowing. Since, since I'm not getting that quite, would it apply to feeling? Can there be feeling only? Now, yes. In fact, and in fiction, all of the five skandhas can be taken so that so that they just break apart. They stop talking to each other, uh, forming a, a, some kind of a circus, holding hands and creating a self who's going somewhere, a self who's being hindered, a self who's happy, a self who's sad, a self who's miserable. Me, me, me in my terrible life. Me, me, me in my really lucky. Look, I'm going to the casino. That kind of life. And so what happens is those come apart and we begin to see there's just a body. There's just feeling. There's just perception. There's just thinking. There's just the sixth sense feels coming in. All on their own at the same time, they are not blending with others, nor are they contrasting with others. They're doing nothing insofar as the, the ordinary uh, way that we describe uh, uh, contrasts and linkage or so they, they just don't hook up. They don't even use the illusion of time to hook up. It's just this. It may be just perception. It may be just feeling. But there's no one feeling that. As soon as you have a, a feeling, positive, negative, or neutral, and you tie it in with somebody, all the, all the skandhas just hook together and say, no, I'm not putting up with this anymore, or something like that. Or 
I really like this. I think I need more. What can I do to get more of this wonderful gratification that is happening to me as a separate being who's doing better than others? And you have your own story. I might be kind of weak in that area, but you have a story about we're all telling ourselves some kind of a story about something positive, negative, or neutral. And this is why the training of Shikantaza, sit down, hold still, and watch the movement trains you over time to just be the common Western word would be objective about everything. You just see it. You don't know what it is. If you know what it is, we're right back into the story, winding up and slowing down and going this way, going that way, which is probably relatively correct. But, it, but ultimately is a misunderstanding. Augie Bowing. Yes, sir. Could it apply to form? Can there be form only? Yes. Yes, there's just a body. This is what you find uh, if you practice enough, you eventually see that you're, you're, there's just form. When you're sitting, holding very still, just the form, just the, the weight of the body on the cushion, just form, just that form. Or just the form of a thought that arises that nothing happens with the thought. You don't add to it. You don't push it down. You don't fluff it up. You don't turn away from it. It's just that form in the mind stream. I quite often talk about in order to teach that or to try to teach that. I don't know if it's how helpful it is. I, I just invent something and say that's a form. And since it's been invented, uh, you, uh, it's been invented in such a way that it, in, in an area of consciousness, it gives you a, a feeling for what, what is actually going on in consciousness. What it would be like to have consciousness with no body, an alligator in the kitchen. So I'm not going to invent, you know, uh, a, a hedgehog in the basement to try to be different or entertaining. Augie <laughs> Bowie. Only Sanho laughed at that. So it's not selves that, that invent forms? That should imagine and invent forms, Bowie? It, it is not a what? It, is it not selves? We say the consciousness are without a self, but isn't it a self? Is it a self that invents forms, imagines and invents forms? About it? No. no, no, nothing actually is being done by something else. It's consciousness is doing all of this, and it masquerades as a self, and it will do that because it's fear, because part of the consciousness has shrunk up into a being uh, with the support of belief that there's a body here, there's someone actually here. This is unreal. You can point to your own self and say, see, this is unreal. It's here, it's apparent, but it's a very, very intense illusion. And we want to defend it. We want to support it. We want to, we will use the thought patterns to, to create whole stories and scenarios that where we add story upon story. And well, she said, then he said that. And then I tried to help, but what did they do? Then they did this way. Or they walked away from me. They're very disrespectful. We have these little stories that we tell each other to give a little bit of support to who we are and where we're going and what we're doing and why we're better than others or why we're worse than others. Same thing. Anytime you pick and choose, you're setting up a, a structure in the mind that, that supports, that reifies, increases the belief that we are separate beings living in a, in a separate um, time and space continuum. It's unreal. It's an illusion, a very intense one. Mohagi Bowie. Yes, sir. So, so with is there then a, a a difference implied between the consciousness we normally say is part of the, the five skandhas and consciousness only? The, the, I don't know if the differentiation is particularly. I mean, we could go into that and 
and there's different writings and teachings on this that tend to divide it up in different ways. I think just the best way to work with it is just in terms of your practice, keep it very simple. So there, there can be, consciousness will do whatever it wants. Consciousness always finds the form it needs. And no, there's nobody giving permission. There's no authority there. Just the a nature, nature, when you find that you're not separate from anything, it's an astonishing understanding that has no past and no future. There's no, there's no congratulation. There's no event where you suddenly see this because the very nature of an event and just before the event is the very nature of duality. It's worse than that. It's better than that. It's worse than that because it's because you actually begin to experience the first noble truth right in your body from your from your head to your toe. I don't even need to talk about chakras. I'm just saying totally you understand it. You receive it. Finally, you're being respectful to everything and everyone. Finally, after all these years, after all these lifetimes, you're ready to do that. If you're interested in that, and you may not be. If you are, I'm ready to help you. If you're not, you know, there's lots of things to do. Well, this uh, so-called incarnation seems so real. I often say, I'll say it again. Don't miss your life by trying to get something else or be something else. Just receive what's showing in your mind stream and has been from the time you uh, came out of the womb or from the time this human form came out of the room. Look at what you've been through when you were four or five. Look at all that you've been through. And you come to a point where someone is saying, everything that you've been doing there and what you're ha what's happening right now and the very words you're hearing are unreal. It, this is an illusion. And there's no one here. There's a... There, there are selves that arise, you know, have had 40 or 50 of them already today. Very interesting. If you believe in that, if you buy into that, then you're right back to Western psychology, schizophrenia, psychosis or anything. It's the attachment that is the problem. If, you, if there is such a problem, don't believe it. Don't buy anything. Don't sell anything. No merchandising. Just be genuine. Be right here on the spot and whatever shows up, that is it. There isn't anything else but that. This is what I was saying, pointing out in your instruction, uh, 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 talking about Dogen, is that I'm saying I don't say it the way Dogen said it because I, I can't defend that like Dogen can. But I can defend this is it. How do I do it? I just say it again. <laughs> this is it. It's right in front of you. If you see it, it'll break your heart. If it, won't, if it doesn't break your heart, then maybe something else will break. I don't know. Look at it. Okay. Don't believe any, don't believe your thoughts. Don't disbelieve your thoughts or your emotions. Don't do anything with them. Just everything that comes is a gift at the front door of your mind. Just receive it, receive it, receive it. I don't care how ugly. I don't care how alien. It's a gift. That doesn't mean that if it comes in the front door and because you're there, because it's awareness that it comes in the front door, uh, that, that you aren't going to say, not interested. But you're not doing it out of judgment or out of fear. You're doing it out of just saying you are the consciousness. So therefore, something that comes this way that is trying to muscle itself up as something going somewhere, being somebody. You don't go to war with that. You just it's very simple. You just say, no, thank you. See you later. You're very polite. If you talk to uh, uh, forms of consciousness that show up, have a little sense of humor because they don't. They don't. They're dead serious. And you aren't. 
because um what kind of a cause would work there? Because you have any? You got any? Got any? I'm with you. You're with me. Well what what did they say in uh what was that? Oh brother Barato? I'm with you boys. Yeah. I'm with you boys. You will know. You it will be choiceless. You'll just You'll just be able to do it, and you'll just notice that you don't even make decisions anymore. You just know what to do. But if you run into something that thinks it's somebody going somewhere, you'll also know what to do with that being or that person, possibly a human, possibly any. There's there are so many different kinds of beings in the universe. They're uh, innumerable. We haven't met one of them yet. Why? They don't want to talk to uh, beings that are killing their own kind. Uh, primitive primitive wolves and foxes, dogs and bears, mice and squirrels. Yes. Jun Chibali, you will frequently tell us we don't need to fix anything. If I have something that I'm doing that looks like it's hurting myself or other people, I might try to remind myself of that teaching or just think of that teaching that I don't have to fix anything. But I don't it's like i don't trust it but if i bring it to you with this assumption that i need to do something about it and you tell me that i don't need to fix it there's some belief or trust there mm -hmm. what how can i work with that teaching when it doesn't seem to work unless i'm getting it directly from you what do you mean work you're dealing with correct and incorrect or right and wrong. And I'm not, I'm not ignoring that dynamic. I see it, but I know that there is no such thing because it's so incredibly complicated. It, that's such an understatement to even say that because if you say that, we say, well, how complicated is it? How many different items are all pushing for authority and none of them are reaching the top of the mountain? There is no mountain. So what I'm endeavoring to encourage you to do is to, is to look at the nature of what's arising and falling away in consciousness without picking or choosing the right or wrong is, is what protects the imaginary uh, manifestations the illusion that there's a separate being who could be right or could be wrong you are you are you, you don't you don't belong to yourself you, you don't own anything you don't have anything this is why in ancient times it was said to uh to uh, leave home because if you participate in a society, it's very difficult to actually be on the spiritual path because it's, it just absorbs all of your time just making a living and supporting your family and so on. So people would leave home and go into the monastery, go to the mountaintop and just sit down and contemplate the nature of existence. And so what's what's happening here in this situation, we're, we're, uh, we are endeavoring to do everything all at once. We're going to have a community, have a family, have uh, interaction in all different human levels, including eating lunch at three in the afternoon. Not necessarily don't eat anything afternoon. And this was necessary in that culture in that time, probably to set up very strong forms so that there could be some kind of longevity or continuity to the to the lineage itself, because it probably would have come apart without 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 some strong, you could say, artificial backbone. The Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha is another backbone. So probably because you're 
you've received vows and you're a practicing Buddhist and you have a teacher. Something along that line. I, I would have been a little easier on me, perhaps, uh, had I been able to ask more questions than my teachers. Junchi Valley, it seems like frequently I don't see how I'm locked into right or wrong. Yes. Um, if something just looks obvious or like it's the case, how can I see that I'm creating right and wrong? There? Just it's just a matter of continuing to practice, continuing to to as you do continue to sit continue to return to the, the teaching which you do continue to return to the sangha which you do just continue to do that you haven't been practicing that long what seven years that's not that long uh, kelsey bowing kelsey um so if we are trying to return to the dharma and then we notice that our ego is sort of manipulating that to create stories. Uh, I think I'm wondering how do we continue to return to the Dharma if it if we're seeing that manipulation? That's how it's done. That's how it's done. It's uncomfortable, it's painful. The relative mind looks more to some kind of an accomplishment thing where you're getting better, you're improving. It could feel just the opposite as you see more and more of the way you continue to cover up and kind of demand your own way and then you notice that you fail at that so it's about being aware of that rather than fix it. there's nothing to fix but there's a there's quite a bit to be aware of look where you're at right now you're sitting you're you're, you're wasting your sunday at a dharma talk so so i would say that you're you're doing it it's just a matter of continuing return that's why we have a structure like the three jewels that's why we have a teaching like return to the wall just sit down, hold still. Could be your refrigerator door. But sit down, hold still. Sit symmetrical. Very. It's a very simple thing. If you reflect on it a little bit, you can kind of see why it would be like that. Don't do anything, and then watch what's happening in the mind. So you can slowly train yourself to see. So the self deception starts to show up, and it can be very irritating and smelly, and just not feel very good. And but the, the Dharma encourages us to go anyway, instead of saying, Oh, this can't work because it doesn't feel good. So, and you being a therapist, I'm sure you you have to run you run into that with your clients also. They're looking for satisfaction, for pleasure, for accomplishment, for control. Control is a big one. That's uh, very difficult to even address that unless the person has a spiritual path. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Further question? Is there a time ever where our relationship to the Dharma, if it if it feels like it's creating a barrier to um, not to seeing, but to like feeling the texture of the thing that we're seeing, um, is there ever a time where we're not supposed to return to the Dharma? Or not what? Where it's not helpful to return to the Dharma. Well, um, where that takes me when I hear the question is, if you're using the Dharma to continue to hide out, well, I'm just doing this, especially if you say it to your partner or or anyone for that matter, that I'm, 
yeah, it can, can, it can turn into somewhat of a hideout. There's different ways of talking about it. If you were more specific, maybe I could address that. But, but it wouldn't be, you wouldn't, if you're actually returning to the Dharma or returning to the three jewels, uh, probably not. So it would be, I think it would be helpful to do that in most every case. But you might be using that as a, an excuse not to, not to do things that perhaps if looked at more closely, it probably should be doing. Follow me a little bit. Further. Thank you. Welcome. Mozuku. Mozuku Bowen, you were talking about how in ancient times they made it have needed really strong forms in order for yes. to continue. Yes. In what way are forms or you also encourage us to you know schedule yourself to get to the cushion? In what way is that not just ignoring impermanence or ignoring that there isn't really a future? There isn't a then. You want to answer that? Um, let's do it this way. Try to paraphrase so I can get closer to what it is you want to know. I hear the question, but it's it's kind of a you know scrambled eggs. It's just like trying to find some egg in there somewhere. Um, well, maybe I'll just make it more personal. Okay. So I find that I do have to schedule myself sometimes pretty tightly if I want to try to make it to the cushion. Mm -hmm. And I have to deal with a lot of variability in my schedule at work. Sometimes interacting with Sangha, it'll show up that, oh, well, anything could happen. Who knows? That's too far. You know, it, ju it just comes up where it seems like it's my confusion that I would want to consider the future. So looking at it, it does look like, well, I, yeah, I guess the future is unreal. So do I just not schedule it? So no, you schedule it. It's, a, it's an unreal schedule. You just do it anyway. You have to do it. We have to, we have to have these forms. We don't just say, well, this is unreal, so I can just cut off my hand. Or this is unreal, so... Who cares about the forms or why would I even practice if everything is unreal? I'm going to some kind of a nihilism or, or just some kind of negativity because you can't, can't accomplish anything. Nothing is worthwhile. Everything is just, everything is suffering. You use the Dharma to create some kind of philosophy around the whole thing where you don't have to do anything. No, you should do it. You should use the forms. And then, then you'll over time, you'll be more clear about the way in which that unre unreality shows up so vividly. And then you begin to see the emptiness in the form rather than your idea of, well, if everything is empty, then there won't be, everything will vanish. No, things won't. They might get more intense. More? How do, how do the forms help us see then? They give us a because consciousness is like incense smoke. It's just all over the place. It's worse than incense smoke. You can't even see it. And so uh, so we give us a form so that we can return to that form. It's like it's like we're slowly creating a body, the body of the Buddha. The backbone. We have the backbone. We have, uh, I think uh, Dogen spent some time breaking down the body into uh, marrow, the marrow of the bone. This is the marrow of my teaching and the bone and the skin and so on. You, you studied some of that. 
Um, when Bodhidharma transmitted his five students, he right. transmitted those things to his students. Yeah. So just using similar images to the body to show that the, the teachings, uh, uh, they they might seem uh, kind of airy and spacey, but they're like, there's no such thing as time. Those, those are a little bit more in the ultimate area. But we have to start where we're at, which is we believe this. We think we're here. We think this is real. Fire is hot. Water is wet. Earth is hard, wind moves, etc. So we work with with the illusion as it is. But have a little bit, one more thing. Um, hard to generate a sense of humor, but if you see the spaciousness of everything, nothing has to occur, and then that that sense of humor begins to arise. And sometimes sense of humor is can be uncomfortable. Go ahead, please. Well, if you're bowing now with anything being able to arise if you if I set a schedule or even just observing the forms you kind of know what the form is but then it, it's not going to show up the way you envision it sure. so what is the function of the form if it's never going to show up the way we imagine it well just we, we need some kind of a structure to do this just like the down through the centuries the three jewels some kind of a structure to, that we can return to that is kind of conceptual and it, it, it works in that area of the mind that is quite often busy making up stuff, believing in, in stories, accusing this, accusing that, crediting this, blaming that, that whole structure. We just go in there with this teaching. And there are lots, uh, if you're someone who is a very, uh, has a, a predisposition to working in that area, there's a, a lot there. Just that the, you know, the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path, the Twelve Links, the ten boomies and we can go on and on. The Abhidharma material is full of that, and that started up very early. Let's keep track of everything we can that seems to have somewhat of a, a separation, albeit an illusion. But we can name it. We can say this is this. There are fifty-seven of this, and eighty-three of these, and three of those, and eight of those. So we begin to break down the concepts that are rising in consciousness. So, as far as the three jewels, and as far as our structure here in the monastery. We use these forms so that we can observe them. We can return to that form and return to this form. And as a practitioner and as someone who is who is a, uh, who is in, you could say, in charge or responsible for some of the forms here, you can see that how that helps you participate in the sangha, the community, and how it, it helps you work with your mind, because all kinds of things can come up that are that uh, you need to receive, not to argue with, not to agree with, not to disagree with. And not to ignore forms. Go ahead. Well, seems like, and I think you've brought up that ego is that curled up ball is afraid of too much space or is ignoring that space. Mm -hmm. So if we create structure in our lives or form or use the structures and forms of the three jewels, it, is that covering up that fear of space? Well, there could be some of that. It's when you demand something. You use that as a reference, but when you demand it, then it, then it becomes a tightened fist. Then, then it's actually part of the ego structure. This is the fear. Just use that as been used for quite a while. Like this is a, this is the ego, and not right here, me. And I'm not going to do this. I am not going to do that. And I, I might open up a little bit if this happens, or that was very conditional, and and we try to negotiate sometimes so it is about awareness and if you have forms 
gives you a chance. Just the, the structure of the, the block set, which is four hours long. That's a form. You sit down, you strike the bell, and then it's, a, it's an awareness practice, not an accomplishment practice. The ego will right away come in and say, well, I can't sit there for four hours. And, and then I would say, if this is a direct question or statement to me, I would say, nobody's asking you to sit there for four hours. Say, so observe the form, and you observe movement. So you sit down, strike the gong, hold still for as long as you can. That's also the form. But without struggle, if you feel antsy or you need to get up and go do something, but be very aware that you're still in a block set and you're watching yourself go to the kitchen. You're observing yourself and you're also observing the way in which you're relating to that four-hour period. Very different for each person. Any of you have sat block set, you'll notice that every block set is quite a bit different than the last block set. You can't find two that are even uh, close to being the same. And you'd also, one more thing, you'll also notice that if you do manage, because it's hard to sit there and do nothing other than maybe stretch a little bit for four hours, you, you notice that you don't feel like you really accomplished anything. Quite an interesting area for ego to, who was uh, maybe trying to get somewhere and finally I was able to sit for four hours. But you know, because it's uh, the very nature of the form, uh, there's no credential at the end. Now, there might be a little bit, but it's not much. It's way too much work for that or there'd be any kind of a payoff at the end. More? Those are good buying. I find that I like to schedule my responsibilities and yes. list them. Excuse me, just a minute. Do you have a question before you go? Um, well, I, I actually kind of need to go. Okay, are you going to the prison? But I'll ask you. Okay, ask. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Hope they let you out. <laughs> Sorry. and it shows up as a laziness of not wanting to have to try to remember everything every minute that yes. I need to be doing is that ego being locked down on an accomplishment on accomplishing those responsibilities how, how would it make any difference if I said yes or no I'm just wondering if I'm over scheduling myself to, <laughs> I just want to know if it's ego or if it's supporting my practice everything's ego until you see what this is, ego, but ego's unreal. You don't have to get rid of the ego. You should be in cahoots with your ego. You remember that? It's a Sanskrit word, I know, but cahoots. You see it a little bit. It's it's a sense of humor. This is a spiritual path. This is, you won't get anywhere. I mean, if you do, uh, uh, somebody will come along, uh, probably your teacher, and has... Coven did for me and just knock you right off your little ivory tower. There's no, there's no pilgrim's progress in this uh, lineage. More, got it. How do we have a sense of humor when or understand? I know. Receive things as a teaching when they're not coming from the teacher. Just keep going. Everything is a teacher. Everything the teacher said. If you don't understand this, you could we could spend the rest of this time, whatever we have, which isn't much, asking questions. When I say everything, if you have a teacher, and everything the teacher does, says, anything is the teaching. If you don't have a teacher, then you might not understand that or even be able to ask a question. This does not mean the teacher can go out and murder people or the teacher... She can take your money or get into your bank account. But but you have to be a student of that. And if you are a student, then 
everything becomes a teacher. The teacher is the teacher and your partner is a teacher. Your, the, the, the uh, kitchen counter that you're, you're cleaning off is the teacher. Birds flying against the window, breaking their necks because they think they can fly through that glass is the teacher. Go ahead, please. Well, so good, um, does buying into what's showing up keep us from relating to is what? <clears throat> buying into what's showing up or believing or disbelieving? Mm -hmm. Is that what keeps us from relating to everything as a teaching? That That's a part of it. But it's not about stopping that because if you stop that, then you have another barrier. So it's just be aware of it. It's much more humiliating to the ego to see that you do not have a say-so here. That's heartbreaking to see that all this work, all these years, what you wanted, the realization that you were looking for, this is the one that's sometimes advertised in the New York Times or the New Yorker or Tricycle or Shambhala San or any of these other Dharma magazines. Go ahead. Don't stop. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. John Bowing, could you say how we can use forms to support the awareness and how that's different than using forms to support the forms? What? I'm, I'm looking at like my tendency to adhere to a form out of right and wrong, that it needs to look this way, particular way. And I'm wondering how we can use the forms to train the awareness. Stop doing that. <laughs> I follow what you're saying. I think it's just a matter of continuing to just that you can ask the question that you're aware that you're doing that. It's the awareness of that, not about going in there with a with a hammer and tong and trying to twist that back into some kind of correct shape. Be aware of that. Just be aware of that. This this rubs on the the area of the ego that is exposed and is raw. And and you on your path you have finally, you could say this for anyone, you finally decided to stop patching stuff up. You're just not going to fix anything anymore. You're going to feel the disturbance, the pain, the suffering of this world right on. You're going to, you are going to feel this rather than fix it. And then the form will do whatever it needs to do. Consciousness, the form, always finds its own consciousness, the form. You, can, you cannot figure that out. That's a statement that comes right out of this, not this person, but this, it comes out of this. There's no way to calculate it or figure it out. Even if we elaborate on it, it's, it's just more circles. More? If I didn't get to what you want to know, then ask me what you want to know, and I'd be happy to come over there and bat you one. Please. You good? You have more? Shout out bowing. What is a sense of humor uh, about the forms that isn't dismissing the forms? Well, dismissing is certainly not a sense of humor. It's being disrespectful or dismissing or ignorance. What is it to have a sense of humor with? Really you can't explain a sense of humor. Like, let's see, what is the fundamental technical structure sense of humor? Now, if Vasubandhu was here, he, he could probably figure that out and get back to you with 20 or 30 verses in about eight months. 
I can't do that. But I can respond directly to the question. The way I can respond to that question is say, I don't know. I don't know in relative terms. I know what you're asking me. And I can also say, I don't have a question about that. That doesn't mean I know it in the way uh, in which you are looking for it or the kind of answer you're looking for. More? You aren't going to stop, are you? <laughs> Go ahead. Can we ask questions that aren't looking for the kind of response that I feel like you point out that I'm asking about all the time? But you shouldn't stop. I'm saying continue to, I'll continue to respond as best I can with the way, whatever it looks like you're doing with your mind stream. Whatever it looks like your inquiry, I do my best. So I'm not saying stop. But your question is, can I ask questions that aren't what? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. Ian. Be in mind, what does it look like to you to watch us or to watch me um, constantly fight with self-demand? Heartbreaking. But I also know I can't I can't can't fix anybody. I can't I can't do anything about it. All I can do is you come this way and and think of me or and what you do as a teacher and you can ask me questions and i will do my best to respond to you in a way that will fundamentally help you but will not bail you out won't promise you anything may be miserable the rest of your life and that doesn't mean you would you won't awaken next week the misery may come it may go it may diminish may increase it may turn left may turn right but it's unreal and if you realize it, you're not concerned with what happens next because you see what it actually is, not separate. Your heartbeat is three blocks away. Take a left. It's that. It's that. They, you're you're not separate from anything. It's painful. It's hard for me to go in there and try to answer out of what I'm looking at because there's so much pain there. That doesn't mean I'm. Uh, Third Noble Truth has happened over here and I'm free of suffering. That's a total misunderstanding of the Third Noble Truth of cessation or Neroda. Nothing stops because nothing has started. Don't stop. Keep coming. <laughs> In this um, constant struggle of self-demand to, to yes. um, right and wrong, getting better, executing something you want, um, that self-demand, where is um, consciousness locked up in that process of self-demand? So it is, would be different with each person, dynamic or all the causes and conditions, but it's somewhere in the three poisons of turning away, ignoring that part of it, or try to end it, try to stop something, aggression. So we've got ignorance, then aggression, and then the other one may be um, difficult to see, but but leaves a lot of tracks through the snow, and we'll follow them everywhere. That's passion. Well, it should be this. Well, he said that. Well, I did that. Well, if I hadn't done that then, and we buy into the illusion of somebody here that's going through something else over there, which is called, technically, is called the six realms, but it could be walking from here to 
to a Garuda house or walking to a Marpa house or some, something you're actually doing, walking downtown, something you're actually doing that has an intense reality of, well, the story. I'm here, I'm walking along, I'm walking along with Jews, I'm doing this, doing that. It seems so intensely real and solid, and it's not real. If you see that it's not real, then you can participate in it with a lot more, uh, with your ear to the music, with your with your with your feet on the ground, and you're no longer leaving any tracks because you're not creating any more karma by objecting to something, by agreeing with something, or by ignoring something. There's just consciousness only. There can still be a human form here. There may not be. More, please. Well, I am wondering if for you, is there a constant or obvious reminder that, that this is unreal? Yes. What is it? Just everything arises in my mind, which is just flooded with everything that comes and goes. Everything is welcome. It's like you used to be a building with all the doors locked and the, and the wind and the shades pulled. And maybe you peek, would peek out over here and peek out over there. And then at some point, through the sitting practice of meditation, through practicing the Buddha's Dharma, the, the whole structure can come apart. That might not even be a building. But if there is, no doors. They're all gone. Windows are all gone. Everything, everything is flying in and out. And it's trying to find somebody who gives a shit. And you don't. When I say you, I say there, there isn't any you in here. So you can't. That being said, that everything that comes in, you are that. You are that terrible, horrible feeling. You are that. You're no longer shut down on anything. You just receive, 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 because you're consciousness. So consciousness is always finding its own form. It may be forms that are horrible, like the ones we see all over the world, terrible forms that are coming and going. But the thing that perpetuates those forms is uh, agreement, disagreement, and shutting down. Passion, aggression, and ignorance, and, and it's a really powerful form, which is building Bradley fighting vehicles, building atomic bombs. But what we're working with is just you and me and the rest of us. We're all going to spend some time sitting down, observing what happens in the mind stream, and being responsible for it. That doesn't mean to blame. That actually, you're actually going to watch whatever shows up in your mind and not agree with it, not disagree with it, and not ignore it. And then you see that you're looking in a mirror, just another image that helps you see that there isn't anything but you. There isn't anything but consciousness. And if there's a human form, then it's it's you. More about that if you have it. Please don't hesitate. And I, I'm wondering, how can we project on an unreal self? How can we project on it? On an unreal self. Yes. Give me an example. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> See now, where did this where did this laughter come from? What 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 are you getting ready to um, reveal to us? No, you're just asking me to describe something I just that I comes up in a way inside that doesn't really have words or yeah. yeah. Understand that's that sounds like you're you're doing that. It's hard to describe, but it gets harder and harder to say. Who we are, what we're feeling, it's very, very difficult, especially in relationships. It's just a close, intimate relationship with anyone. You just, it's very difficult to 
to convey what's happening with us to someone else who doesn't understand what, what we're doing and where we're going and why we're acting in a certain way. We all know about this. Relationships are extremely challenging. That's why Trungpa Rinpoche once said, the best relationship is no relationship. He didn't mean go to the mountaintop and don't have a relationship or don't get married or don't talk to your teacher or don't have what the relationship is. He's talking about the attachment to the relationship. The attachment is what's important. The relationship is an illusion. More? Beautified. So we talk a lot about the projections of laminating everything out, out here. And so I'm wondering how can we project on an unreal, the unreality of in this inside well, dynamic of self? We think we're real. We think this is real. We think... We, we think, we think, we think. We think somebody's thinking. Well, I've been thinking about, I mean, what do you been thinking? How you, what are you thinking about? We just buy into it all. We just self-validate it all the time, just about with every breath. And, and it's it's interesting part of it, and then I'll get your uh, further question, is that it, it's the self seems to get more real as we see that it is unreal. Because then we we're no longer trying to shove it up or prove it or validate it we we realize that it's unreal and then we we just stop being concerned with how we feel and we notice that now that we're not too concerned with how, how we feel all the crap we've been trying to push away hide out from and keep in the cupboard starts coming out it's almost like the feelings are talking to each other hey she doesn't care how she feels anymore let's you know you know circle the wagons and take her out well you can't take out something that doesn't exist that's why it's quite humorous. You you actually can have intense negative feelings without projecting any kind of a projectile. You're not blaming anyone, not blaming yourself. There isn't one. Not blaming other. There isn't one. You can actually experience that. You can you can not miss your life by jumping to this or jumping to that or pushing that. No no more war. No more war. Go ahead. Being buying. So oftentimes you'll take your katsu and you'll hit the table and say this is unreal unreal like that <laughs> but i don't have like a wooden table in my brain to tap on <laughs> hit the floor unreal now give it back but i don't have a, a wooden table in my mind to tap on with a katsu i don't think i'm kotsu kotsu nyoi it's also called nyoi one, one spelled N O N Y O I. N Y O I. Y O I. Go ahead. So what am I what is there to tap on in the mind that is unreal? Listen to the teacher. Remember that. It's, just, it's, it's solid. That that will help you. That way this table is solid. It's unreal. That emotion that comes up in the mind is sometimes we, we would prefer to have uh uh, we pr prefer to have physical pain than have emotional pain because emotional pain is just horrible about this or about that. And But if we have physical pain, at least we know it's going to go away or we know what exactly what caused it, whereas emotional pain, sometimes we have no idea. Why is that? We go to the why question, which is what? Circular, because, because, because. But if you say, what is that? Then you're you're right up against the refrigerator door. You're just looking at that surface excuse me, just a surface of whatever is happening. And it doesn't leave you a particular way out as far as a description or an explanation. Just meet that where it's at 
That is that solidity. That this is the, the wall you're gazing at. That's why we have that kind of a practice. That's why Bodhidharma began gazing at the wall and apparently sat there for nine years other than bathroom breaks. Good questions. Thank you so much for those. Are there any questions on Zoom? Go ahead. No, please go ahead, Yushin. Thank you. Jishin Bowing, can can this dream exist? This is not a good word, but I will repeat it. Can this dream exist uh, without suffering? Bowing. Very happy with that. Just give me a yes or no. no. Jason said no, but I disagree with him. I meant no, I don't want to help you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did not want to help me. What was your question again? Please paraphrase that. That's way too complicated a question. Can this dream exist without suffering? Go ahead. Yes, exactly what I said. Okay, that's good enough. No, I just repeated it. So you didn't have to paraphrase it because I repeated it. And when I remember something, you've probably said it simply enough. So I'm about to respond. Are you ready? Don't forget what he said. Are you ready? Eugene, did she leave? Yes. Okay, good. What was the question? <laughs> Can this dream exist without suffering? Well, first of all, we need to look at the ideas that exist. And then the, what does it mean to have a dream? And then what is the nature of suffering? So we would look at, let's say, let's say we've already looked at that uh, because I'm sure you have thought about all of those things. So let's say that's, we've got that out of the way. So then let's say that uh, we look at existence as something that we're actually experiencing, not the illusion part, but something that is showing up that seems real. So probably suffering is also seeming real. And then also existence is probably seeming real. Did I cover all three of them? So, yes. What does that leave you with? Jason said no. I said yes. And we have the third one in there when he said, I meant I didn't want to answer that question. Time's up. So, I, I know what you're asking me. And I would say, if you begin to, through your sitting practice of meditation, you begin to understand the, the nature of existence, non-existence, then you'll see that everything that arises is an illusion. But that doesn't mean it won't be there. The suffering may be with one person, there may be a lot of suffering continue after, you could say after, since there, there's still the illusion of after awakening. But you won't mind because there's no one there. The person who is there, the individual who is there, the consciousness is still bound up in some kind of a selfhood will see uh, as its selfhood comes apart being unreal it will see that everything is dependently risen and anything that is showing up has as countless things behind it to give it its apparent separation of reality or singularity as suffering or as existence so yes but then again we have to go to the word exist what do we mean by exist 
exist what 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 is that we have to get into some kind of a you know check with uh Wittgenstein would be good probably you could tell us what to do what to think here's what to think about that now after all this folder all I have dragged you through do you have a do you have a simple question that will get to what it is you want to know because that's 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 a circular uh, situation and that's what I've uh, that's the way in which I've responded to it but if you can if you can ask that question in a more direct way without making it uh, too technical can the dream be dreamt without pain and suffering <clears throat> very well done yes and everything can everything can occur uh, when it's not real. You could imagine, you could use your imagination, imagine what it would be like to experience suffering and at the same time know that it's unreal. And you might find some pretty good examples already there just in your memory, in your life or in anyone's life about intense pain you've had when there's been no apparent cause or if there was a cause, you've come to see that what you thought was causing that uh, was not to blame for anything. Not to blame, not to blame. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take a final question and then we'll then we will uh, put this aside. Kayun? Kayun Bowing. When we hear about the pain of the composite that the Bodhisattva only can experience, yes. when we realize that the pain that we experience isn't ours is that the pain of the composite bowing that that would be a way of talking about it yes you the cause and effect uh area are coming apart and you see there's just suffering all the buddha said was life existence is suffering we have all these nerve endings he was not doing away with the pleasure part of it but he was just saying that life is suffering and so coming back to the, the three types of pain the pain of pain which is a pain and then the pain of alternation which is the pain we're having when we think the pleasure part of the good part of the easy part is going to fade away or things change from this to that to this to that and then the pain of the composite or the pain of conditioned existence is just the, the pain of being alive and so that uh, that could take that can show up so many different ways more Kayun. Kayun bowing You have sometimes said, receive the suffering in your own mind so that others don't have to do it, or the, so that others don't have to receive that. And so I, that's what I was trying to, to understand is if, if by receiving my own suffering, if I'm also receiving the the suffering of others bowing yes good question thank you very good yes not separate fundamentally not separate so all all beings are in your mind all of your thoughts are individual beings don't accept your thoughts don't reject your thoughts don't ignore your thoughts just let them do whatever they need to do a different way of working with with uh with meditation practice rather than trying to stop thinking or get rid of your thinking don't need to get rid of anything everything 
is here, uh, not be, for a reason, but because it's not separate from anything else. So that's why all of the motion, the movement this way and that way is unreal. It's illusory. It's a powerful illusion. Extremely. So anything you feel is uh, the way you're asking the question. Anything you feel is everyone else. Always. More? Kayan Boeing. I also wonder if during a period like the one we're all living through where there seems to be extreme and intense suffering and craziness and a lot of people are making demands on us to think this or do that or stand up or sit down when we when we sit with our own feelings of grief and pain about the world situation and practice is that a kind of activism bowing Uh, the way you're asking this, uh, I, I would say yes. I wouldn't call it an activism, but uh, I understand what you're saying. If you're, uh, it's like if somebody comes up and says, you can't just sit there and go do nothing when the whole world is, you need to join, you know, you need to fight back. You need to, we need to do this or do that. So yes, I, you've heard me say many times, if you need to go join a movement, go ahead. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but you might want to do some mind training also. So you don't take your une unexamined aggression and just vomit it all over everybody because of your unhappiness or your sadness or you're resonating with other people's suffering and then and then you start to get angry because but you're what you're what you're missing there is the people who are doing the killing or the torturing or the abusing are also suffering right and wrong or a big misunderstanding please don't do that to us or to yourself don't do it be responsible. Anything that shows up in your mind stream is yours, not ego, but this consciousness. Consciousness is broken out into forms, forms that it needs called human beings. But you're not a separate being. You're not separate from anyone. You're not separate from the indigenous people, the people in the Sudan, the people in Russia, uh, the people who haven't been born, the people who were born 1,500 years ago. You're not separate from them. That also doesn't mean you're the same as them. It's worse than that, and it's better than that. Polarity, polarity, polarity. Those are similar. So I would just say, just whatever you feel, uh, take it to the wall. Whatever you think, take it to the wall. Take it to, not to the wall necessarily, but just sit still, hold still, and watch what adds on. Watch the confusion, watch the self-deception, thinking that you have to do something. Some people that are out there, trying to do something, just want to be somebody. It's an ego dynamic. They want to be somebody who's helping. Their ego says to them, well, you can't just sit here and do it. You're right. I can't, Jim. I'm going to join you. You know, I thought about that a long time, and I, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to march on Wall Street or whatever. It's not that that doesn't do something, but the, 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 the wound, the difficulty is too deep. It goes back into the illusion of the fourth century. It goes back to the Peloponnesian Wars. This is, just keeps coming up. The, all the people you see that are against uh, the anti-Semitic, uh, so just, just more Nazis, they've just been reincarnated. Have they actually been reincarnated? Nothing, act, everything is an illusion. Even the, the reincarnation is an illusion. But people want to have control and they're willing to join the side that looks like it has the most power, feels the safest to the ego. That's why we have so many crazy people. When you have a crazy leaders, Probably going to have some crazy people. What can you do? Train your mind. 
find out who you are. So you see what this is as your body mind goes back into the elements. It's, uh, again, like I said, it doesn't mean you shouldn't perhaps in your situation or, or even mine or something, uh, you're always going to be drawn to do something out on the, out on the stage, so to speak in the play. I don't know if you should do that or not. If you ask me, I'll probably say, don't do anything unless you have to. And then you'll be stuck with that. So, there a final one, Kayan, before we close? Kayan vowing. One way that I do feel pulled to express or get involved is through creativity, is creative expression, grasping, vowing. It doesn't matter. It's the awareness that's important. You may see that when you're, uh, I spent a lot of time trying to be a great artist in my youth. I tried very hard. I, I was trying to do something with my uh, crazy self-centeredness that that I could might possibly be a an important person or a great person or something. Whatever you want to say it, uh, that did not come about. Come about. But it's it's not about the grasping. It's about about realizing you want something else, something else, something else. And just just observe that. Don't buy it, don't sell it. Doesn't mean you shouldn't stop making paintings or making creativity or doing the writing that you've done. Continue to do that. Just uh, it's about the awareness and just watch the grasping about wanting to be write a successful book or have a lot of readers. It it would be like me. Uh, going in and watching and see how many hearts I have in TikTok and then just getting really bummed because nobody likes me in TikTok as much as they should. You should really like me there. Don't you guys think so? See, these are students. These are not voters. Yeah. Produce as little as possible and receive as much as you can. Receive this incredible world. Don't miss your life. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. It's suffering. And it's also a deep understanding of what that what the suffering is. It's not something you need to get rid of. Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Shoka. I'm a monk at Sokokoji, where I'm committed to training my mind under the guidance of my teacher, Sokozan. We rely on your support for our programming, including a scholarship fund to cover living and tuition costs for those who are practicing full-time at the monastery. Thank you for your generosity.